Hello and welcome to Courts This Week on Live Law. I am Tanya Pandey and every week we cover the most recent judgments from courts across India. Let's begin the episode with judgments from the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court on 11th November upheld the retroactive application of the Real Estate Regulation and Development Act that is the RERA Act 2016 to the real estate projects which were ongoing at the time of commencement of the act. In this case a single member of the RERA on the complaint of the home buyers or allottees directed the promoter or real estate developer to refund the principal amount along with interest bypassing the statutory appeal to the tribunal the promoter filed a writ petition before the Allahabad High Court questioning the jurisdiction of the authority in passing the order among other things on dismissal of the writ petitions by the high court the promoter approached the supreme court seeking relief The bench of justices Uday Umesh Lalit, Ajay Rastogi and Anirudh Bose of the Supreme Court observed that the RERA Act does not apply to projects already completed or to which the completion certificate has been granted at the commencement of the act. The court also held that the regulatory authority has exclusive jurisdiction to direct refund of the amount and interest on the refund amount or directing payment of interest for delayed delivery of possession or penalty and interest thereon to the allottee. whereas the adjudication for determining compensation and interest thereon is with the adjudicating authority the apex court also held that the amount invested by the allottees which is often their life savings along with interest thereon as quantified by the regulatory authority or the adjudicating officer can be recovered as arrears of land revenue by them from the builders under section 40 subsection 1 of the act the supreme court has held that the 2015 amendment to section 34 of the arbitration and conciliation act 1996 will apply only to those section 34 applications that have been made after the date of the amendment a bench of justices sanjay kishan call and mm sundaresh made the above observations in a case where the applicability of section 34 to international commercial dispute was in question the judgment examined the question whether an arbitration award can be challenged on the ground of patent illegality if the arbitration proceedings had commenced before the 2015 amendment award coming into force the court held that while the plea of the award being vitiated by patent illegality is available for for an arbitral award such an award has to be a purely domestic award and such a plea is not available for an award which arises from international commercial arbitration after the amendment The Supreme Court has observed that in attempt to murder cases under section 307 of the Indian Penal Code the intention has to be ascertained from the weapon used part of the body chosen for assault and the nature of the injury caused This observation was made by a bench of justices MR Shah and AS Bopanna while dismissing an appeal filed by an accused whose conviction under section 307 read with section 34 of the IPC was upheld by the High Court of Jharkhand The court said that in this case the injury of a single blow was on the vital part of the body that is stomach and near the chest and that the nature of the injury is a grievous injury caused by a sharp cutting weapon. The high court cannot place reliance on a draft charge sheet which is yet to be placed before the magistrate to quash criminal proceedings under section 482 of the Code of Criminal Procedure the Supreme Court has observed in a judgment delivered on 12th November. The bench of justices D Y Chandrachud and B V Nagaratna observed 
that a high court can neither direct an investigating agency to submit the investigation report before it nor can it quash a criminal proceeding under section 482 relying on such a report when the report has not been submitted the supreme court has observed that merely having an explicit clause may not be sufficient to make time the essence of the contract The contractual clauses having extension procedure and imposition of liquidated damages are good indicators that time was not the essence of the contract the bench of CJI and Viramana and Justice Suryakant observed The court added the whether time is of the essence in a contract has to be culled out from the reading of the entire contract as well as the surrounding circumstances After the Supreme Court warned that it will hold the Indian Army officials in contempt of court, the army undertook that it will implement grant of permanent commission to women short service commission officers in terms of the judgment in the Lieutenant Colonel Nitisha case. A bench of justices D Y Chandrachur and A S Bopanna was hearing a contempt petition moved by 11 women officers alleging the army's non-compliance of the directions issued by the court. The applicants complained that they were denied permanent commission despite fulfilling the eligibility criteria set out by the court in the lieutenant colonel nitisha case let us now go over judgments from the high courts and other courts the delhi high court has stayed an order passed by a sessions court in bail proceedings wherein it had pulled up an investigating officer of the delhi police for conducting perfunctory investigation in connection with the dowry death case Justice T D Singh relied on the case of State of West Bengal versus Mir Muhammad Umar, where the Supreme Court had directed the courts to ordinarily desist from castigating the investigation, even while ordering acquittal. The practice of collecting cash handling charges from stamp vendors who deposit money through treasury chalans into the government account must be done away with. The Madras High Court has ruled recently, giving strict directions to the State Bank of India. Justice S M Subramaniam made it clear that the two RBI master circulars in 2014 and 2021 vehemently relied upon by the State Bank of India do not permit the collection of cash handling charges on government transactions. SBI cannot just misinterpret RBI circulars and collect such payments based on its own assumptions and inferences the court noted. The Madhya Pradesh High Court Gwalior Bench on 12 November ruled that for the purpose of exercise of power under section 10 of the Code of Civil Procedure to stay a second suit an application is not required to be filed before the court and the court can on its own stay the second suit The bench of justice Rajendra Kumar further observed that a court has inherent power to consolidate suits between the same parties in which the matter in issue in both the suits is substantially the same The Delhi High Court has granted interim relief to Bacardi and Company Limited engaged in manufacturing of alcoholic beverage Breezer by restraining the defendants from using the mark Freeze mix till the pendency of the suit. Justice C Hari Shankar observed that the two marks are phonetically similar and that the latter had consciously attempted at adopting a trade dress so similar to that of the plaintiff as would lead an uninformed and unwary customer to justifiably presume an association between the two marks allowing the application the court said that there was a prima facie case for grant of interlocutory injunction on the basis of infringement of the plaintiff's registered trademarks the karnataka high court has upheld the validity of the central government notification dated march 4th 
by which overseas citizenship of India OCI card holders are not to be eligible for admission in professional courses against any seat reserved exclusively for Indian citizens. A bench of Justice Krishna S. Dixit, while dismissing a bunch of petitions, relied on the single judge order in the case of Pranav V. Deshpande and the subsequent appeal against the order, wherein notification issued in 2005 and 2009 were under challenge and the court in its order had recorded a finding that OCI cardholders are not Indian citizens. The alleged seizure of four ecstasy pills from Nupur Sajita, a guest on the Cordelia cruise, is prima facie illegal, the special NDPS court observed in its detailed order granting her bail. Special NDPS Judge V.V. Patil noted that on October 2nd, instead of an authorized officer under Section 42 of the NDPS Act searching Sajita's room, female punch witness conducted search and seizure. The court relied on the 1995 judgment in the case of Dilkush G. Sinai versus the State of Goa, where a division bench of the Bombay High Court had held that since the search was carried out by a punch witness, Section 42 cannot be said to have been complied with. With this, we come to the end of today's episode. I am Tanya Pandey for Live Law and you're watching Quotes this week. I wish you a lovely day ahead. Subscribe to our channel and press the bell icon to never miss a video from Live Law.